we talked about this probably last time we do these world peace meditations with the crystal skulls on the 13th of each month and also on January 1st so we do 13 meditations each year and the meditation that I did on January 1st I received very strongly and I think this is why I was inspired to write this kind of blog story I'm doing that disclosure is getting is really close the only question is which version of disclosure are we going to hear I mean, is uh, the government's really going to say what's really going on? Are they only going to give a part of it? Or probably, uh, I think what they're probably doing is their hands are really tied because if they admit to this, we know they've been lying to us for a long time. Uh, they're allowing the information now to come out on, you know, through various individuals. And we have uh, ancient aliens that's on TV and... Um, there was another show that I was just watching on TV that um, has to do with MUFON releasing their records and talking about all this stuff. So uh, it's, I think um, my feeling is, is that many of us uh, chose to be alive at this period of time because of what's about to, to be happening to our world. Uh, I just feel like, you know, a big change is coming. And all these things that we study, the paranormal, the crystal skulls, the UFO, the world mystery, the ancient knowledge, um, I just think it's all getting, all getting ready to come out. And I remember there was a time, probably in the 80s or 90s, where I thought, until I won't understand how all of this connects until I get to the other side, till I pass away, but I was wrong. All this information's coming out, probably the Internet is making it very accessible, for everybody, so um, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting, but it's going to be challenging uh, if this information is fully acknowledged, because uh, <clears throat> I just keep hearing about that we already have technologies uh, that exist through, you know, um, re-engineering what we've received from these aliens, that uh, free energy, teleportation, spacecrafts, you know, all the things that we see in our science fiction, all those things already exist. So it should be um, very interesting. Well, well uh, Joshua, to... back your experience you said you had in, what was it, 1991, did you say? For what, two, uh, three yes, days? Yes, in 1991, when I was living in Las Vegas, I, I was struck you... by a vehicle from behind, and I was in a coma for three days. Did you, uh, in, in that experience, you mentioned kind of going on that inner plane or anything. Did you see anything there, like any form, any form or type of, you know, ship or anything? Or did you just well, this is the only thing that led me to believe that I was on some kind of ship. Was is after I had, after I recovered from this coma, and I had a very bad. Um, uh, I don't know, a sprain or something. In other words, I didn't believe that something happened to me because uh, before I was struck by the vehicle, I passed out. I lost consciousness. I remember my vision going from white to black. And when I woke up, um, like this happened on a Thursday, and I remember on a Saturday when I kind of came back, this doctor was saying, do you remember the truck that hit you? And I thought, who is this man? Is he insane? What is he <laughs> talking about? And uh, then on Sunday, I, I eventually came back, and I understood that um, a van had jumped 
a curb, and I went back to the spot, and I saw a mental uh, a dent in the metal of the light post on the street where the van struck this, and then it hit me, and supposedly I flew in the air. But see, when that happened, I wasn't there. You know, the soul, the essence of who I am, I was gone. And I also heard rumors, too, that there were, like, uh, strange sounds coming out of me when I was in this coma, like the spirits, you know, there are spirits in hospitals uh, who are lost souls. They were probably, they said, oh, there's an empty body. Let's go in and try to see if we can take it over. Um, so, um, but the, when you ask this question, do I remember being on a ship? Uh, probably about a month after this, because it took me several weeks to recover. I was very low energy after I had this experience, and I I actually had to have some local friends come over and help take care of me, uh, because I just didn't even have energy to get up or or anything. But I went on a plane to visit a friend in Colorado. And I, when I was on the plane, I said, my God, this seems very familiar, like I'm in the sky. So my thought is probably what happened in this experience was my, let's call it the light body, my light body, my soul essence was removed from the physical body uh, for this period of time. Now, if you go into the inner dimensions and you're gone for three Earth days, this could be years of time happening on the other level. Yeah. And uh, so I think what happened is they beamed up my light body. Like, this was all arranged. I felt like I agreed to have this experience that wherever I went, whatever information I was supposed to receive, you know, or, or also, too, I think I went because they were asking me questions as a person in an earth body. If, like, they were looking at scenarios, how to help the earth to evolve, and they would ask me questions like, you know, if we were to do this, how would Earth people respond to this? To try to figure out, like, a timing, when's the right time to release things. So because of this experience, I was expecting in 2012 or 2013 that the ETs are going to do something very visible to try to help wake people up that they're not going to wait on the governments to, to release the, the information they have. And obviously, that quite hasn't happened yet. So um, so there, I got the feeling like they beamed me aboard a ship, and I was taken somewhere, and I attended this meeting where there were thousands of beings, kind of like uh, the early Star Wars movies where Princess Amidala goes like uh, movie number one in the series, and... Her planet's being attacked, and she's talking to the beings from all these planets, and they absolutely are helpless, that there were all these beings that were present, and there was a focus on this meeting about what's going to happen on the Earth. Now, I would make this statement, and I feel very strongly about this, from all the information that I've been reading within, let's say, the last couple of years, with the videos that I'm watching, which I've been watching a lot of videos within the last six months, I would say. The consensus that I get from all of this is this following. Number one is that probably humanity, as we know it in this form, uh, the extraterrestrials interceded. They, they somehow took pre-humans, added their own DNA, but they've been working with humanity for a long time. So... I believe that the DNA that's encoded inside of us is a combination from many different alien races, and that because of this, there exists the potential within humanity 
for us to evolve into something that maybe has never been seen before anywhere in all the different realities. And this is the reason why, because of this potential of our evolution, that we're getting this attention from so many different beings. And some of them, of course, uh, love us. They want to help us. They want to see us go into this next stage of humanity. And then, of course, you know, there are some people who say, well, there are other groups that are here, some who think they own this planet, who don't have our highest interest involved and have been trying to prevent us from doing this evolution. But I think on a, on a certain level, let's say more on a divine level, although I don't know what I'm talking about by this, I'm just guessing, that this evolution is going to happen no matter what. In other words, any groups that are trying to prevent or stop this, it's, it cannot be stopped. There's a timing involved. And <coughs> I've also had visions, too, from a part of myself who says, I am you in the future in this lifetime, and this is like maybe 30, 40 years, or this could be in my story. I told you it's 2077. This could be a part of me that's speaking through in the story. I think this future part of me actually spoke because um, I remember I wrote something on the Internet for one of the novels that we're doing, which is called Crystal Skull Chronicles. And in that novel, too, there's a storyteller in the future when the Earth is at total peace. And when I reread, say, a couple of years ago, what I had written, I think I wrote this when I was in Brazil, which is a very spiritual country, I said, I don't remember writing this. It almost feels like I was overshadowed and something greater than me was writing through me to explain what the future was like. So it may have been this, this future part of myself, I don't know. I just call him Argus. That's the name that I get. So I think that, again, going back to my main point, that within the DNA, the potential within humanity of where we're evolving, because right now I think the planet's going through, um, Mother Earth is raising her frequency very quickly now, and there are several people I've I've uh, uh, I've read their books, especially Dranvalo Melchizedek. I've been reading his books recently, which I didn't have an interest to do this before. And he talks about the flower of life and the geometric energy patterns that uh, are the creation of who we are from a from a soul level. Um, he's talking about that we're we're co-creating together now what he calls a unity grid around the planet. And then the second second thing which comes from him, which also I thought was interesting, is he said, <clears throat> normally in the evolution of other worlds in other dimensions, they follow one of two paths. They either go the path of light where everything works in harmony, understands the, the oneness of all things, the connection of all things, or creator allowed, and he names him the, the arch, archangel Lucifer. Lucifer said, I want to try something different. I want to go with free will, and I want to become the creator of my own creation. And so this then, through free will, creates uh, you know, the light versus the dark. And so Dranvala was talking about that uh, we have here this opportunity of creating a third reality instead of just going into a light universe or flowing into a darkness universe where you see it yourself as separate. What's happening right now in our transformation is that we're, we're combining the light and the dark together through the experiences we had, and we're going to create something again totally new. 
so so this is what I think is happening right now and why we have all this attention is that something is about to happen here on this planet which may have never happened before or is very unusual uh, where humanity is going into the future and um, you know and it and it feels this way too you know like when I walk outside and I'm I, my gift is I feel energy so you know I can feel the energy of the nature around me, uh, people I meet, and so on. It feels like there's almost two worlds out there right now. Like It's kind of separating the people who are awakening to who we truly are as divine spiritual beings and people who are kind of still sleeping and only experiencing reality through their five senses. So I think they're... It just feels from from all the information I'm reading, from whatever I can remember from that experience, from all the times of traveling the world and working with crystal skulls. As I sit here, you know, right now in this in this place in our in our history, a major explosion is getting ready to happen. And um, you know, the 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 key question is if all this information really starts coming out and people start seeing it right in front of their face where like some of our stories where we have aliens walking on the street and in that story people just accept well you know they're here now this is a part of uh, our world uh what exactly is going to happen i don't think we're going to have the mass panic that uh maybe when ufo's really started coming out in the 30s and 40s that they were afraid of then i mean we've had so much uh, knowledge and information coming out and um, I just think uh, we're getting ready to, t- to take this big leap right now. And that's the sensing that I, I feel from the experience that I had on the other side is that something amazing, something magical, unbelievable is about to happen here. And for those of us who have chosen to be in physical body at this time, even though for a lot of us, you know, right now it's challenging and a lot of people are having challenges with finances and how do they continue, there's something big that's getting ready, you know, to shift everything that, we, that we've experienced. So I don't know. I'm just I'm excited and curious to see how it's all going to come out. I got an idea for you. I got, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, something struck me. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, I I went and looked at the, the date. I realized, well, July forty seven to July next year. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's seventy years. And you know, right. may, may, maybe we're talking like uh, about a metaphor here of the entire planet has been an exodus. And you know, that seventy year testation period, you can see it over and over again in, in different situations. And it's a seventy year cycle, and it allows the old generation to die out and. You know, and the United States is really kind of the only country where so much of it is suppressed. I mean, you got the president of Russia talking about it, and I mean, in Mexico, the aliens are walking the streets, and and you know, so hey, may, maybe we're getting ready to go into the promised land, you know, in the next year. Well, you know that uh, if you go down, especially in Mexico, you know, in the yeah. last I don't know how many years, you know, they've been they have people out there on the. Rims of volcanoes, you know, 200, 300 people having a picnic out there filming the uh, ships coming out of the volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. And they've had uh, Mexican fighter pilots, you know, uh, report stuff following them and such. I heard uh, another story that 
they had uh, some of these things are not your your typical saucer technology. They're they're more of a, a, a plasma ship, and the ship itself actually might be a living entity. And they were coming yep. out of the ground, literally just coming mm. right out of the ground. And I heard a story that uh, in one case there were some uh, U.S. federal government officials of some department, I don't know who it was, but they evidently supposedly went inside one. And the story I heard was that these uh, plasma ships coming out of the ground, they weren't you know, necessarily extraterrestrials like we think of them. They were, from the story, they were us a long time ago. In other words, they were the civilization on Earth, maybe in the second world, the third world, or whatever, according to Hopi, or somewhere back then, right? They were on the surface. And they said they had been contacted by an extraterrestrial race. And this extraterrestrial race came in and, they said, told them something about themselves that they didn't know. And they said within a 100 years, their civilization had completely changed into what they had become, where they had become these essentially a, some type of plasma being and went down into the ground and they're, I guess, living underground somewhere as a plasma being or something. But uh, I thought that was interesting because, you know, there is a story, you know, if it was true, of a, disclo- a type of disclosure where information was given by an extraterrestrial race to supposedly some beings on the surface of the planet on Earth, and within a uh, hundred years or so, they had completely changed their civilization, and now they're, I guess, living underground somewhere. <laughs> you know, so. But that was interesting because it, you know there are videos and stuff of uh, essentially ships, and it, I don't know. That's the reason I asked you about a ship because there's a difference between a saucer ship and these things, which were like plasma balls. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And that's very similar to what uh, a plasma ball would be like an orb. And it would be very similar to a lot of people describe when they're, you know, they see someone out of body, their spirit out of body, they'll say, well, they look like an orb. They look like a ball of light. (laughs) Right. So, you know, that makes me believe that these guys a long time ago, if that story was true, some extraterrestrials came in, told themselves about something about themselves, and they they basically became or transitioned their whole civilization, apparently, into orbs and balls of light. <laughs> okay. And they're still with us, I guess, according to that story. So, right. Well, it's not too far-fetched for there to be intelligent races living underground, I mean, we have stories of the inner Earth where there are supposed to be fifth-dimensional races of beings that exist, that some of the spacecraft we see may be coming from them. And uh, Admiral Byrd purportedly, you know, there was a journal where he said he had contact with beings from this this world. Um, Another person that we've spoken to recently is a researcher who claims, he and his wife claim to be having um, you know, physical and telepathic communication with the Sasquatch people who have also told him that they were brought to the earth and they are older than humanity, that they have been here longer than the human form as we know it today. And um, so they're kind of like, you know, our cousins and they want to help us, uh, but 
they have the ability to disappear into other dimensions of the Earth. That's why it's been very difficult, you know, why we've never been able to really capture a live one, is they just have a protection system that they just go into a different dimension. I know there was another man in my early days uh, who actually was a friend of this person we talked to. They they were working together at a time who claimed that he uh, was taken into the inner dimensions of the earth where Bigfoot is uh, through a dimensional door, and he had to take off all the metal that he had in order to go. And when he went into this other world, there were other humans that were there. So this could be part of... Um, another discussion talking about that, you know, maybe uh, Mother Earth is going to evolve into um, a fifth-dimensional reality, and there'll be some people who go to sleep at night. The next day they wake up and they look around, and everything looks similar, but it feels different. And they've actually moved into the fifth dimension of the Earth, while a lot of people here are still going through, let's say, third-dimensional reality, have to continue with their lessons. There's been... Um, some people have read books where they've talked to, I guess, a higher aspect of the soul or the self of the person in, in hypnotic regression and talking about um, this possibility of there being, you know, uh, different dimensional uh, uh, parts of the earth. So it just seems like, you know, we're getting ready for all these things to start coming out and... Um, you know, there's eventually there has to come a point in time when this starts happening. So maybe those of us who have been in, on our spiritual path for many years, I know for myself I started feeling to do this when I was in my early 20s, so it'll be like about 40 years that I've been doing this. Um, you know, I've always felt there's a reason that I'm supposed to share this information or write these books or give the talks or you know, continue to do research, we're heading towards um, something that we're going to co-create together. Now, this is another concept, too, that came up in another book I was reading by a, a person named William, William Buhlman, who has the ability, he, t- he taught himself how to do out-of-body travel. Out-of-body travel is not just going into, you know, like astral projecting. He was able to project into even light dimensions where um, our true essence, which has no form. And the key concept that he talked about in the book, which I really resonated with, was what he calls a consensus reality. And a consensus reality he defined as when a group of people or souls all believe in a certain reality that exists, like the reality that we have here. I mean, we were, you know, when we were born, our parents taught us, and this became part of our subconscious programming, oh, well, this is how the earth works, you know, and you're going to have to go find work and get a job and do this. But if we talk to our indigenous uh, brothers and sisters on the planet, their consensus reality is probably much different than modern people. But what he was finding is when he projected into the inner dimensions, and he called it the astral heavens, he found that there were realities where there were people, even though they, that the soul had passed on and now they're in so-called, you know, the other dimensions or the heavens, as he called it, they would gather around the people who believed in Christianity and they would have a church and life would be easier there, but people would still be limited in that reality by what they believed. And so I think that this is another part of what's happening 
on planet Earth right now is that the consensus reality of what the Earth is is going to be changing because we're going to start integrating all these other levels and dimensions that are with us and that are around us. And, um, and it's kind of like they're interpenetrating into the physical reality, like, you know, when a spacecraft, which is from a different dimension, lowers its vibrational frequency so you can see it, and then all of a sudden it flies and it disappears, it goes back to its real dimension. So, you know, I, I just think all these things are, are starting to come out, and um, <clears throat> where, where it's going to take us, what I was shown, let's say, when I had my coma experience, is eventually there will be total peace on planet Earth. This is what we're moving towards. But I didn't see, you know, like, I don't remember, I wasn't allowed to remember what's going to be the sequence of events. But obviously, disclosure is going to be a catalyst for a lot of things that are going to start opening up because when you start exploring about what's been going on related to UFOs and the technology and the things that are happening behind the scenes and the the contact with all these different beings that uh, are around us, you know, this is going to be a, an evolutionary breakthrough. So, um, yeah, so this is this is the key of what I've been very focused on. Um, and I know the crystal skulls have a role to play in this because we've been using them as sacred tools. You know I mean, we do these world peace meditations, and there are so many people now that we hear from that are just feeling called, I have to have my own crystal skull. So obviously this is becoming a special tool that's helping people in their spiritual unfoldment. And as a person becomes more open to their spiritual part, then I think they're very prepared for whatever this planetary transformation that we're headed toward. I mean, it won't be a shock or a surprise for people who are open to this. They'll just go, yeah, uh, th this is the way it's supposed to go. This is how it should be. We should be having heaven on earth right now. So, um, yeah, so it's really amazing. Fantastic. That's really something. Yeah, what do you think? Well, anyway, I'm always positive about well, what's going on. The, you know, uh, that we have a lot of, you know, things that are absolutely insane that uh, government's doing and business is doing and so on. <laughs> but, you know, behind all this madness, there is uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think what it is is we just have to go day by day and just focus that we're going to have this positive future, that Mother Earth is going to take us into this higher dimension of peace and harmony and joy. And uh, everybody right now is basically making decision if they want to be a part of this or not. Because I do think there's another world that's being prepared for people who, let's say, they're not ready, they don't want to go into a world like this. I mean, you know, sometimes people don't want change. I mean, even if yeah. they're suffering, they rather suffer because they're used to it and they know what to expect than to go into something where it's going to be, you know, a big surprise and totally different. But um, I, I just feel that uh, this year and next year are going to be crucial for all of this. A lot of stuff is going to be really coming out, and I don't think it can be held back anymore. It's just too many people know, too many people are involved now. People are having their own inner experiences. and Yeah. So, well, you know, Joshua, the, be... the thing about, you know, the, the peace thing, that's one of the things that uh, 
the Hopi elders were pretty big on. They said we we might have to go through purification first, but they right. did say that uh, the fifth world could bloom into peacefulness. And uh, the other thing came to mind as you're talking is that you know a while back I was sitting there wondering about. Uh, uh, it kind of connecting into UFOs and the whole thing with uh, UFOs and the linkage to free energy systems and all that. And I was sitting mm-hmm. wondering about that one day, and, and as a spirit came in and gave me a little lesson, said, well, Mark, what if you had something the size of a loaf of bread and it powered your house and your car right. and your right. neighbor's house? You know, Mark's giving a yeah. big thumbs up. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. yeah. Well, I was missing the message. Amen but, to that. Said Mark, uh, but wouldn't you wonder how it worked? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty damn curious person. I would wonder how that damn thing worked. <laughs> you know? I said, there is the problem. It's not the UFO. It's not the loaf of bread mechanical device or whatever. It's not that. It's that you are one step away from removing that machine, the UFO work and plugging yourself in directly. Yeah. Exactly. And there is the danger. And it's, what gets back to what you're saying is it's it's a, all this really boils down to is person unifying their consciousness with consciousness of creator. The moment yep. you plug in and do that, everything changes. <laughs> And I think that's exactly. and that's that's even beyond that's probably in a way the ultimate disclosure. Yeah. Amen. Well, I think I think in a way related to that that there is a let's say a higher guide, guiding force. You know, like sometimes <clears throat> when I review something I've written or created, I go, "Where did that come from?" That's really pretty amazing. <laughs> You know, but I think what it is is because we have Creator inside of us, and I've been, you know, I've been doing personal meditations where I don't know if the, if I'm actually doing this or not. But I think anything that we imagine, we can't imagine it unless it exists somewhere. I keep imagining myself in front of what I would call, let's say, Creator consciousness. You know, the the Creator of everything, which to me I just see as as pure light, pure energy, um, has no, um, no, makes no judgment. And I've tried to explain to people in presentations that the only thing that makes sense to me, you know, looking at this concept of the oneness of all things in Creator, if Creator is this ultimate mind and can imagine every conceivable possibility, then what's the point of going through creation? And what I heard is, it's the experience. <laughs> so in other words, we can be very hard on ourselves. We can say, you know, I'm doing this right, I'm doing this wrong, I'm not the best person I can be or whatever. But from the perspective of Creator, each one of us is absolutely in divine perfection because this is the only opportunity that Creator has. Even if there are parallel Earths, which I believe there are, and there are other different choices this is the only time and time probably doesn't mean anything to creator either 
to experience exactly what it is to be who we each are individually. And so my vision is, because I know that all these things are getting ready to explode, just visualizing being in front of the, the of creator consciousness, creator energy, wherever this is, it's an inner dimension. I feel myself always spiraling inside like to a point and just bowing in front and saying, you know, we're ready. Whatever we can do to help, to help Mother Earth and all the living beings here so that we can see peace and harmony as has existed on this Earth before in other times, like during time of Atlantis, I'm sure. Religion and technology and spirituality all work together, and they have total peace and harmony. So, and plus the other thing that I also feel very strongly is I feel, and again, this is my gift, I feel energy, but I feel like, you know, the presence. Like uh, we've seen miracles where we were struggling and all of a sudden a solution manifested magically so we could continue doing our work. And <laughs> I, just, I, I just know that there, there are presences around us who love us. They recognize, yeah. well... We honor you because you chose to come down here in this very difficult time and, uh, you know, be here in this physical reality. But we love you and we're going to support you and help you. And those presences seem like they've gotten much, much closer. So I think the, the best way to look at how we proceed going forward is just go day by day. You know, kind of go with your own flow. What... Uh, your heart tells you to do because really we're moving into more heart energy than you know the the rational energy and just know well again it comes back to this idea of consensus reality if we all believed or enough of us believe hey we're going to have total peace on this planet we would co-create that to happen almost immediately so the more people who become more positive, more loving, help each other, do what we each can because we each have our own gifts and skills that we have to help other people. You know, this process, this is what's building, is this creation that we're doing it together. I mean, we, we do what we call Crystal Skull World Day, which, by the way, we're going to have another one on November 20th of this year where we just invite all the Crystal Skull Guardians, and you don't have to be a Crystal Skull Guardian to participate. But we start with that, to come together on that day and do a special meditation, focusing on sending out a loving energy to all life on the planet. And the thing is, is for that day to happen, it always requires a co-creation by a group of people because it's totally volunteer. And the more people who participate, the more interesting it becomes. Like, there was a group in Quebec, and I'm not sure which city it is, uh, that wrote to, wrote to us, and I heard about it because I'm the webmaster, and said, well, we had a gathering on Crystal Skull World Day last year, and we had over 100 people with 800 skulls at our meeting to do the meditation with you. And fortunately, we were able to translate the meditation into French so that they could do it in French. So this, this I think, is the key going forward, is the more of us 
who are willing to work together, help each other, share our, our resources and our information and knowledge. This is what's going to help to bring this golden age, as I call it, or the new dawn, as we call it in one of our books, to happen here on planet Earth. But from what I saw when I was on the other side, what I remember is, at least in this timeline that we live in right now, this is the future. We will eventually see peace. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to happen, but I just have this strong feeling for this year that disclosure of whatever form it takes, whether the extraterrestrials decide to do it and initiate it, so there's no doubt and question in people's minds this is going on or the governments decide to share it, um, it's going to be a catalyst for this change. So, you know, I've been waiting. I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for this. And uh, it's getting really close right now. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's say, for example, uh, and to me it's it's almost ridiculous. Around Mount Rainier, which is the, the sacred mountain here, there are certain days where there are clouds that appear around the cap of that mountain, and they don't move. Okay, clouds don't do that. Clouds are in motion, and they sit there by that mountain. So there is, I think, physical manifestation of this. And like, you know, one of you were talking about Mexico. Well, when I was in Peru, and I talked to the people in Peru, and they said, yeah, we have these sightings of UFOs all the time, but we, we don't think people are crazy. If it comes up and we don't see it, we go, oh, gosh, I missed it. So different parts of the world have different reality about this. Or, you know, we talked to, um, I think it was the people on the Reed Islands in Lake Titicaca, and they'd seen UFOs coming out of the water there. And they already knew about this. They knew that they probably had bases under the water. So, I mean, if you go on, on YouTube and you watch the videos that people are, are sharing, I mean, it's pretty obvious. We've got pictures now coming out. Some people are sharing. I don't know. I think they're coming from NASA, or I don't know how they're getting this, that are showing bases on the moon, bases on Mars. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it can be he- uh, hidden very much longer. And also, in the X-Files, the first and the last episode was based around this contact with extraterrestrials. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think this is this is the year where something major is getting ready to happen. Now, I know I've talked to UFO researchers, and you know they've all been hoping for this for a long time. But uh, I don't know. That was just the message I got in the in my meditation on January 1st, that uh, it's getting really close now. Well, there's some of the, I know that uh, back, oh, when, I think it was November, November, December 2009, I got a Mm -hmm. message, and it came from a meeting of uh, of the Mayan National Council of Elders. Right. And in, in this, it said that uh, it talked about how at the at a change of a world age or cycle they expected uh, the grandfathers from the stars to return 
the, they call them mm-hmm. the people of knowledge or the men of wisdom, the grandfathers of wisdom or grandfathers from the stars. And right. you know, they come in and check up on us. And and you get to talking to some of the Mayan elders, they'll, they'll say that, you know, there were uh, literally uh, people here from the Pleiades. Uh, in some of their stories, they were living around with each other for a couple hundred years or so, you know. So, you know, if you go around to the uh, different cultures on Earth, you find in those cultures these certain star systems seem to kind of like come up over and over and over again, you know, Pleiades being one of them, Sirius, you know, Orion, all, those especially come up a lot. And so you go, hmm... But some of them actually say that, you know, well, it's a little bit more to it than that. They, they're actually related, and in some stories, cases, they some of them actually say that one component of their group of people actually traveled the Earth in sort of, I guess, spirit form. They didn't say if it was a ship or whatever, but the impression I got was spirit form. And they came here, and the right. one elder I talked to, she said, well, you know, that's in our oral tradition, and she said, the longer that we've been here on Earth, the, you know, the dumber we've become. It's like, you know, uh, we start out in Golden Age, we're doing okay, we went to Silver Age, and, you know, now we're in the Iron Age, and we're like the dumbest that we've ever been. <laughs> you know, we think we're the smartest, right? <laughs> and their right. perception of things from the time they came in and the time of now, it's actually just been a slow degeneration of intelligence. <laughs> you know. There's no doubt that most of the uh, indigenous people have their legends of the star people. So um, there's two um, cultures, Native American cultures, where an elder showed me like a language that they had, which was not like any earth language you've ever seen. One was connected to the Navajo and another tribe from the Cherokee. And... You know, so it's, um, it's pretty pretty apparent that from the legends of these tribes and also, you know, old records that they're finding, that they're being able to translate, whether it's in Mayan or I know um, Zechariah Snitchin found some old records in India that talked about, um, you know, the, um, I forget what they're called, from Nibiru, and they had some contact, and maybe they were the ones who initially created humanity as we know it now. So um, uh, it's uh, it's it's just very interesting that you know all this information is starting to come out now. But I think this was part of the prophecies uh, that you know as we got closer and closer to the time of peace on Earth, that uh, knowledge would be starting to come forward and. Um, you know, people would be teaching it and helping people to understand it. So it's going to be uh, really interesting where we're where we're going to be heading. And um, so anyway, why don't we give out the address of our new website? If any of your listeners are kind of intrigued what we're talking about, if they want to know more about Crystal Skulls, if they want to read this little blog story I'm doing or find out about the membership service we're doing where we're sharing the knowledge also some interviews that I've done with, you know, special people who I respect that are involved in spiritual teaching and uh, paranormal research, etc. It's right so there the on the website page is in little, front of them. 
Yeah, the new website is located at uh, www.cse, which is Charlie Sugar Edwards, cse.crystalskullexplorers.com. So that's where we have our new website. And I encourage any of your listeners to come visit. We've had from our friends who have been following us for many years. They really have enjoyed going there, and we're you know continuing to upgrade it with new information as it comes online. And um, you know that that would be the first point. Or if somebody just wants to write, they resonate with something I'm talking about, or maybe they have some of their own experience which relates to this. Uh, Crystal Skull Explorers at gmail dot com is our our email. So um, anyone should feel free to contact us. Uh, you know, maybe they might want to participate in the World Peace Meditations that we're doing this year on the thirteenth, or Crystal Skull World Day, or we have um, free newsletter we give out, free ebook. So you know, we just try to share the best information that we come across and um, stay connected with other people. 